You know, the whole online space is just an amazing thing. Think about the businesses that didn't exist, couldn't exist, the opportunities that didn't exist and couldn't exist. On this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, I talk with Kim Doyle. She's a self-taught WordPress designer, goes by the name of the WP Chick, and she's building an entire business around this piece of software, WordPress, which I am a huge fan of. So on this show, we talk about some of her journey, we talk about some of the latest and greatest and best practices, and we maybe even dish a little uh, um, on the internet marketing crowd. Check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Kim Doyle, the WordPress chick. She is a podcaster, coach, WordPress wizard, and co-founder of F the Hustle Movement. And you can find her at thewpchick.com. So Kim, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, John. I'm excited to be here. So I, I suspect in uh, listeners of that intro are going to first ask me to say, what is F the Hustle Movement all about? <laughs> well, you know, it's um, there's this the space that I'm in, I would say, you know, internet marketing, kind of blogging, all of that. And there's this hustle, do the work mentality. And I don't know if it's just uh, as I've gotten older, but I'm like, stop screaming at me. <laughs> and I think there is a, you know, there's a ton of value in working from an inspired place and just doing the work without the you know, I don't know, there's a there's a life balance there that you got to find that works for you. And so I, I can get a lot more accomplished when I'm doing it from the right place, as opposed to pushing through and working 16 hour days. And I've done some of those, but then I crash a few days later. And that's fine, too. Yeah, it's all of the Gary Vaynerchuk minions. Yeah, totally. And I like Gary V. But at the same time, I'm like, he's kind of an anomaly. That is not how most of us operate on a day-to-day basis nor should we yeah it's it's a bit of a sideshow almost i think (laughs) have you ever seen a quick there's a um i forget his name ian stanley maybe he has a um oh my gosh i'm totally gonna draw a blank but he does a spoof very Uh grinder very (laughs) grinder chuck i think is what it is it's it's quite funny for anybody Uh who appreciates that (laughs) i bet it is so how does one become the wp chick Ignorance is bliss, John. <laughs> I I fell into WordPress. I started my business about nine years ago. I was just kind of on a mission to find something that I could do for myself, work from home. Um, I actually lost my husband in a car accident in 2003, and our kids were little. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to be around for them. And you know, one internet marketing seminar in San Francisco <laughs> led me to this whole journey. And I, you know, I thought I was going to be an information marketer, millionaire, sell ebooks, and I'd retire. But I fell in love with WordPress, and I just thought the name was great, to be honest with you. And I grabbed the domain, which WordPress kindly let me know I couldn't use <laughs> in the URL after a couple of years. But I just, I just shared the journey with falling in love with it and enjoying the platform and just what I was doing, and it kind of blew up with the brand. Yeah. So you've been podcasting for a while as well, haven't you? I have. And uh, going on four years and the podcast was another one of those things. I have to tell you, John, I don't know about you, but to me, I I, I like having a strategy in a direction, but it's Mm -hmm. usually the stuff that I do just because I'm excited about it. 
that ends up being this <laughs> magical experience. And I just wanted to have more fun. You know, I felt like I'd gotten a little bit stuck in creating how to do this with WordPress and how to do that. And my personality wasn't coming through enough. And I thought I was a huge consumer of podcasts. Like I go back to like Nightingale Conan tapes, right? Like I used to commute and I'd listen to audiobooks, And um, so I love audio content and I just thought I'm going to do it. And I just wanted to have fun. And who knew? I, it's just, it's blown up for me and it's been wonderful. Well, I, um, as listeners of this show know, have been podcasting since about 2005. And it's really, uh, you know, it kind of, it was the next thing after blogging. And then social media came along and podcasting was, you know, seemed very stale. And uh, boy, the last three or four years, uh, just the, you know, the resurgence of podcasting has just been phenomenal. Yeah. And I'd be curious to know your thoughts also with, you know, I know video is obviously huge and a lot of social platforms, Facebook, one other, placing a lot of emphasis on live streaming. But, you know, I simply love audio because I can take it with me. I am the most antisocial shopper. I've always got earbuds in, um, you know, but what really surprised me, and I don't know that it should have, but it's just the relationships and the connections and simply saying, hey, here's a platform. Let me use my platform to share what you're doing because I like what you're doing. And it's it's a total value add. Now you have a um, a download on your site that is music to my ears because I have been singing this song for a very long time. And I, I, I still don't think enough people get it. A lot of people go into podcasting thinking I'm going to be a radio personality. I'm going to have lots of listeners. And I will tell you that the, the two biggest uses of podcasting for me and what I try to get everybody to think about is first off access um, to to people that you want to have conversations with uh, it's yeah. a good it's a good excuse to uh, to pick people's brains uh, that doesn't you know hurt um, and I, to, to me it's a tremendous way to actually get in front of prospects and leads you know <laughs> I use this quote a lot I, I totally agree with you because somebody that comes through the podcast is kind of your ideal tribe Someone tweeted once to me, and it made my day, and maybe this is goofy, but they said, oh, I think Kim Doyle would be fun to have a pint with because they listen to the show. And I was like, thank you. You know, it's they, they got it. And I always feel like, because I do a, a mix between an interview and then a solo show, and I talk for an hour by myself, John. Mm. And so the fact that someone's willing to just be on that journey, it's a, it's a, there's, a, there's a total connection instantly to me, even more so than video. I think just because you can get distracted with video and be doing something else. Um, but I, I absolutely love it. Well, it is, it is funny to um, – in my case, you know, I'll go and speak at conferences as well, and, and people say – you know, the second you opened your mouth, I, you know, I, I heard you because I've been listening to your show for years. So it is pretty funny. So you have a great deal of commentary in various places on your site about this idea of showing up as me and how that changed really how you went to business. You want to talk about that? It is a sort of, I, I don't know where I've decided, like I'm creating all these hashtags for myself, right? The F the hustle, but <laughs> just show up. And it was, it was a mentor, that that just said just go all in show up and i think there is this um this idea of you know fake it till you make it and and <clears throat> without going too much into that i get there's value in there's a showing up to that too right mm -hmm. but what i have found is i i just just show up with where you are and explain what you're doing why you're doing it you know content i've sort of done this um uh 
backwards motion in, in, te- in terms of going back to fundamentals. I really, I really got caught up in, you know, masterminds and these high ticket events and all this stuff. And over the last, I don't know, say year and a half, I was like, look, I'm going to go back to copy. I'm going to go back to content. I'm going to go back to connecting like simple direct response marketing principles. And so I just look at everything I do as content and, and is it valuable? And, you know, I started this daily email, which I mean, I would just lucky if I was emailing once or twice a month because I always, I was too like, oh, I don't want to show up in people's inboxes too much and bug them. I get responses to almost every single one of those emails and then I turn them into content if they're relevant and I link to content on my site. And, and so this just show up, we overthink stuff and, and people are afraid of how it presents. And what's interesting, and, and I would love your insight on this too, is I think there's been a backlash almost to this whole quote unquote lifestyle because it's a lot of pressure. And I have a friend that runs a Facebook ad agency and I know that a lot of those types of ads aren't working anymore, mm-hmm. you know, on the yachts and the cars and some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, which <laughs> I mean, John's like, they never worked for me, but, <laughs> but I, I do think there is a certain um, ignorance that comes with people thinking, Oh, this is the solution yeah. as opposed to just showing up and doing the work. And, you know, so this just show up, there's plenty of times I don't want to write the email or I don't want to write the post. And I get in there and it just, it starts picking up. There's a lot of times we don't feel, <laughs> you know, Mel Robbins has her whole five second rule of just five, four, three, two, one, do it. <laughs> um, and it, it's really worked for me. And so when I just show up as me without overthinking and coming from a place of integrity, it it's awesome. I just connect with really great people. Well, and I think that there's there's so many examples of, and I'm not saying they're good examples, but you know, social media allowed us to feel like we were talking to a million people at one time, and people are creating these 47 step funnels, you know, on Facebook <laughs> to generate you know thousands of leads. And and you know what's so funny is so many of the people I talk to, they just need six or eight more clients, um, and yet they're trying to devise ways to get in front of millions. And and I think that's where the real disconnect has happened. You know, it's that old adage of I'd rather have, you know, a list of a thousand people that really connect with me and like what I do than a hundred thousand that aren't even opening my emails. And there's this, this, this mentality around these super complex systems that that's how you make money. And, you know, this daily email thing that I did, like, (laughs) I, I've only got a few things for sale on the site. I've shifted my business. I don't do service work anymore. And, um, but like I, I tripled income in a couple different areas within like 60 days. And a lot of people might think that that's too long, but it's it's not in business terms, right? Yeah. Of, of looking at things by simply communicating and sharing what I was doing, then creating content around it. So these complex systems, um, you know, it's kind of that walk before you run at edge. Well, and I think that, that, you know, now is the real opportunity. I think people are, you know, really missing that and craving that. And, you know, the, the whatever the next big thing people are on to, um, you know, I just think they, they come off so disingenuous. You know, it's like, wait a minute, last week you were selling this and now it's like Facebook messenger bots are going to be the, you know, thing. <laughs> yeah. And let me just tell you, so like I, I'll test some of those things because I'd love to play with software. I don't know what it is. I am totally self-taught, so I don't know where this obsession came from. But it was, you know, I tested those and the whole time I was doing it, I said, all right, you guys, I don't know if I like this messenger because i i don't like getting texts throughout the day when i'm working you know so the the constant messaging i I don't know and to me it's still i'd rather have a name and email address and if i have to go create another step to get it in front of somebody else again eh, 
I don't know. So I, I, I did a live stream and I said, all right, guys, let's test this. I want to see how it works. Tell me what your experience is. And, and it was like a one or two sequence thing, but it just felt like a distraction <laughs> more than a value add. Yeah. Well, people are already, you, you know, something's about, you know, over uh, <laughs> when people start lining up selling thousand dollar courses on it. And, <laughs> and they are. So I've, I've watched that launch too. <laughs> so, what are some of your favorite WordPress tools these days? And, oh, and I know that's a really broad, you know, there's a really broad question. We could go hosting, we could go builders, we could go themes, we could go plugins. But uh, what's kind of like your, if I came to you and said, I need a website and I have this kind of business, what, you know, what, what, where, where's the starting place with the three or four things that you say, well, we're going to put this on here without even asking? Uh, Beaver Builder and Thrive Content Builder, and they're both page builders. And I know there's a whole lot of controversy with, you know, hardcore coders, yeah. but, you know, that's not my audience, so that's okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, Beaver Builder, I, I know the guys at the team, too. I've had them on the show a few times, and it's such a great tool for building a site, truly. And then Thrive, which they're coming out with a whole new version 2.0, new um, builder interface, everything. I use those for all my landing pages and marketing. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. I've used lead pages and click funnels and Instapage. I've done a lot of that. And mm -hmm. it's always, I'd rather send the traffic back to my site. Yep. And if I'm, you know, having people check out through, like I've got Kajabi and, you know, so if I have them go that way, I love Thrive Content Builder. So, um, you know, I, I did a post on why I use both and what I use them for. And, you know, to each his own, but they both have a really special place in my heart. Yeah, I, I mean... I looked at your site of kind of resources, and I think we're we're pretty aligned. I mean, we're we're using Active Campaign, and we're using Thrive, and we're using Gravity Forms, and uh, I don't use Beaver Builder, but I don't really do a lot of site building. I do more kind of hacking marketing on sites that have already been built. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Thrive as well. So, how I'm I'm curious to hear your uh, thoughts on this. How has WordPress changed, or really even just the whole blogging uh, idea of of you know websites changed since you've been doing this? Um, you know, it's I wish I had had the foresight to take some screenshots of the WordPress UI originally, um, but I think you know WordPress just as a content management system as opposed mm -hmm. to a blogging platform right. platform, right. but. In terms of the space, it's been really interesting because there's a lot of, you know, I was having a conversation with uh, Troy Dean a couple weeks ago of WP Elevation and where I think there's this sort of um, audience of people that have grown up sort of in this space. And so you see a lot more marketing and strategy behind using WordPress. Mm -hmm. But yet he, he kind of reminded me that there are millions of people probably every day discovering WordPress for the first time. So I think that it's, the the tool itself is while it's gotten better and smarter, it's still a tool. And I think a lot of people in this space, you know, there's certain communities within WordPress that I just don't even bother in simply because again, I'm not a developer and a coder and I, I, I talk to the everyday user or people who want to market and use their site from that perspective. And so um, I, I think that there's been a shift and I think page builders are a game changer. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's, so you have to really, even the web dev, because I did websites. And again, I never wanted to do that. I built an outsourcing company. I had developer. I, never what I wanted to do. But in, in, in that space, you're going to have people that create and build sites. They're really going to have to bring the strategy, I think, to it as well, as opposed to just the technical piece of it. Yeah. And I think that's probably the way it's changed the most is, I mean, people have finally, even the smallest of businesses have finally gotten around to realizing that 
you know, the website's the hub of their business uh, from a marketing standpoint and that it has to perform a lot of marketing functions. And that's that's one of the ways I've seen WordPress or just even thinking about blogging uh, change, that, that you know, people are understanding that, you know, there's – there are bloggers, I guess, out there, but people don't blog on their websites, you know, to be a blogger. Uh, right. It's just a great way to create content, and you know, I'm seeing the word blog actually come off of a lot of WordPress sites, and and people are just saying, hey, here's the, here are five categories of content that that we think you'll find interesting, and I think kind of using it more as a, as just an overall marketing vehicle has been the biggest way I've seen it change. No, I I totally agree. And who was it? Um, maybe it was Joe Polizzi where they said, you know. Content marketing is just going to be marketing yeah. pretty quickly. I think yeah. it's just shifted. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it definitely is. I mean, I've for a number of years been been you know talking about it. It's it's really the air that that drives almost every channel today. I mean, even even that person that's got the you know bag carrying sales force uh, is dependent upon content today. Yeah, I love it, and you know, it, a lot of people, and that's what I've seen in the WordPress space. Also, you've got a lot of these developers and designers and whatnot, and you know, they're, they're building other people's businesses, but they weren't creating content on their own sites. You know, I, I probably pulled down a portfolio mm, three or four years ago, and I constantly got site recommendations because I was just walking the walk and talking about WordPress and, and sharing and showing up. And, you know, so it was, <laughs> and I'm not saying that was smart, but that, again, was never my goal was to do websites. I just fell into it. And it was through the content that I got clients and customers all the time. Yeah. Well, well, here's how I've seen, you know, a, a real shift in the market, too. There was a day when you, well, I'm not sure this was ever the best practice, but it's what people did. They went out and hired a designer who designed their website, and then they went and found somebody to write copy, and then they got it all SEO'd. Um, you know, and those were three different functions by three different people who weren't talking to each other. Um, and today, I think that if you are an SEO person, if you are a content person, if you are a web designer, you have to actually help them build all three of those uh, from the get go. I, I totally agree. And that's where that strategy place that piece yeah. comes in. And, you know, with um, the book that you and Phil wrote, the SEO for growth, that's right. when, when I was talking to him, I was giddy because he kept talking about, well, content is SEO and right. it is this whole strategy. And it, it's just, I see so many more people getting on board. I'm like, you have, unless you have really, really deep pockets for paid traffic mm -hmm. to get, mm -hmm. to get some traction, then just be in it for the long haul. I mean, yes, content is a marathon strategy, but here's a crazy thing. I rank number one for the term WordPress website packages. Hmm. And I have not talked about that offer years. Somebody's asking to buy a backlink from the page for me now. And it was just from having it up a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so sure. there is this long-term strategy, but if you're building a sustainable business, then, you know, so be it. Yeah, I, I actually have pages that rank from 2004 and don't ask me <laughs> what they say, but, uh, uh, but they've been out there a long time. Yeah. So, so how should, you know, what's the new agency look like? I mean, is there still room for SEO people and room for content people and room for, you know, WordPress designers? Or do you really just all need to be marketing strategists with a little extra emphasis in one area? Oh, I, you know, I think there's definitely room for in, in terms of, of agencies and truth, John, like, 
I'm not really the agency person to to share that necessarily. You know, I had uh, Brent Weaver from You Gurus on, and you know, he built an agency, and that's what he helps people do. And the thing with the agencies is becoming more of a partnership, right? And Troy Dean talks about this too, where it's helping people get out of that first just project pricing, so you get some recurring revenue, right. and really becoming the client's go-to resource for site support, strategy, content. So by by setting up that you know, support system, you, you can be that. And so I think with an agency, it's not, you have to have everything in place because oftentimes, you know, they're not going to have the designer or the developer or whatever, but um, it's really looking at it as more of a partnership, I think, than anything else. Yeah. And I use that term agency very loosely. I, I think an agency is one independent marketing consultant who produces <laughs> um, marketing systems for a company. So, you know, my uh, duct tape marketing uh, consultant network, which, you know, Phil is a member of, you know, that's really kind of our approach is we have the whole integrated marketing package uh, approach. And so a consultant comes in and installs, you know, the, the, the marketing system. And if they internally have WordPress design is something that they have in-house, great. They, they do that. But otherwise, they put together all the partners. I love that. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, agency office all of that yeah, no i i think that term people still do use that way but i mean i really think that the online agency today is is it's really more of a point of view about where they start and what they do and not necessarily who they have on staff yeah well you know i've seen a lot of people transition into calling themselves an agency yep. as a, as opposed to that and part of it is because they are bringing on um, like you said, partners yeah. that help grow yeah. and offer. Yeah. So, I mean, that to me as a, as a marketing consultant or as a, you know, marketer, you know, period, who's out there selling your work, if, if you can't control the whole integrated result, you know, you're eventually you're just going to get kicked out because, <laughs> you know, because the SEO person wasn't doing their job. So that's kind of how I view it. Right. <laughs> so let's uh, um, finish up just on a kind of some, Detailish, I suppose, WordPress um, uh, ideas, themes, and these builders and things have come so far today. Kind of, what's what do you think is the 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 best approach for that? You know, small bit. I mean, because obviously there's there's completely custom. There's fees of you know astronomical amounts. There are people out there charging five hundred dollars to customize a theme. I mean, what what's a business owner to do to kind of look at how to make that decision? Well, I think the first step would be in whether or not they want to maintain it themselves or they want a partner to, right. to keep it going. Because if you're going to have somebody maintaining it for you, whether it's updates, security backups, sort of the basics, mm-hmm. or you want to manage it yourself. If you want to manage it yourself, I would absolutely go with page builders. Yeah. Uh, you know, Beaver Builder has a great base theme that makes it super easy. I have been a huge Genesis and Studio Press fan for years. But getting to the point, and again, I'm like, I'm not doing sites, so <laughs> it's just for my own stuff that I'm using these now. But it, it's really, if, if you're going to manage it yourself, go the builder route. And there's so much support. And especially, you would think I work for Beaver Builder, but they have one of the most amazing communities online. Mm. Their Facebook group grew to 7,000 like in a year. And people just love it. They're yeah. good people. They're great support. They're open to whatever. So, so from that perspective, you know, I would go with page builders without a doubt, especially because you know, you look at Beaver Builder where GoDaddy integrated their free plugin and their new managed WordPress hosting onboarding piece mm-hmm. because it makes it easier yeah. for, for a customer to say, well, I'm an accountant and I want to build an accounting website. Then, you know, GoDaddy has 
the builder in there. Then they have a specific set of images and a couple themes built in. And so you see a lot of, I mean, GoDaddy seems to be acquiring anything WordPress that they can, but you know, it, you see a lot of, of companies stepping in and, and supporting these tools that make it easier for people to manage WordPress themselves. So, you know, it really depends on if you want to manage it yourself or not, but if you're going to do it alone, I would go builders. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I asked you earlier about what's changed, too. I, I, I suppose the, the other thing that's really changed to make our lives easier is integrations. Um, that, you know, the fact that all this, all these separate pieces that we used to have to buy and figure out how to get to work together now just come out of the box uh, integrated uh, so often, which is just amazing. Well, that and then I think the ability with a lot of SaaS products supporting mm-hmm. WordPress, too, because yeah, yeah. I love following that space as well. And so you see people getting where it's, do you need this or can we put a piece of script that it does this on your site? And that's a whole other conversation. But, you know, so do you need a plugin or can you run it with with an add-on? And so a lot of, you know, third-party things, like you said, you know, the integrations are amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody goes and fills out a gravity form lead you know on your website and it goes straight into active campaign where you know that that integrates then with go to webinar i mean it's just all those things now can can act create a better experience for the user certainly but i think a better better experience for the uh, the owner of the site as well absolutely so kim uh tell people where they can find out more about the wp chick uh, just the WPChick.com, really. <laughs> all my social links are on the site. You know, there's contact form, opt-ins, all that stuff. Everything is right there. And you have a couple of great, uh, I would call them mini courses almost, uh, ebooks with uh, with videos that uh, that get into you know some of the things we've talked about today. So, Kim, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to share your knowledge and journey, and uh, hopefully we'll run into you out there on the road someday. Thanks so much for having me, John. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I wonder if you could do me a favor. Could you leave an honest review on iTunes? Your ratings and reviews really help, and I promise I read each and every one. Thanks.